Welcome to another episode of Crypto Riot, the show that bakes the magic and mystery out of cryptocurrencies and amateur investing. I'm your host, David Hay, and in today's episode, we'll be reviewing Lisk. Now, Lisk has a lot of similarities to Ethereum, NEO, and it'll probably have a lot of similarities to EOS as well once it's released. And the reason I say this is that Lisk is a platform play. So Lisk is really this environment where developers and businesses are supposed to come along and then develop their own decentralized applications. And the reason that this is so important is because I think everybody, even Jamie Dimon from JP Morgan and Chase, agrees that the blockchain technology is really incredible. So while this technology has only really been available for the last eight years, uh, all these developers and all these people around the world are starting to think, what else can we do with this? And so we've gone from just a simple blockchain that was a store of value, and that's Bitcoin and Litecoin. And then we've moved into this second generation of cryptocurrencies, which involves smart contracts. And now we're starting to talk about Ethereum. Now we're starting to talk about Cardano. Now we don't only have a store of value, but we can program that store of value to carry out very specific functions. We can now add assets to the blockchain and use it for something as simple as DMV registrations. So this is why I'm so passionate about the platform plays. This is why I like this so much. And on top of this, Lisk is rebranding in just a few short weeks. So in today's video, I want to cover a little bit more into detail about what Lisk actually does, what the rebranding is going to go through. And I'd like to share some of my experiences that I learned uh, from the AntShares Neo rebranding, which happened about six months ago. The other thing that I have to do is give away uh, some free tickets to NAC3. Um, Oleg uh, left a message on the scholarship page, uh, basically saying that he's moved here from the Ukraine, that he's doing research with some professors, and he's trying to basically get more involved with the crypto community. So thanks, Oleg. Um, you know, appreciate the comments here. Uh, you've won a, or you have a free ticket. All you have to do is email me, and I'll uh, send you a copy. Uh, for anybody that's interested in a free ticket to the NAC3 conference. Uh, which is happening in New York on the 24th. I'll leave a link. So Lisk is currently trading at $20.34. It's got a market cap of around $2.4 billion. And if we look down at the charts here, you'll see that it started all the way back in 2016. Uh, and it's been experiencing some pretty steady growth. I think we had a peak of around $38. It's trading around uh, $20. So compared to some of the other altcoins, it hasn't taken quite uh, as large a hit. Uh, but it's still, I guess, down from its... Uh, from its high uh, a month ago. If we look at the markets that uh, Lisk is being traded on, you can see that this is really healthy. We have uh, a really large amount of volume. It's the world's 15th largest cryptocurrency. Uh, it's being traded on 30, it's being traded with 39 different pairs on a lot of reputable exchanges, which is uh, exactly what you would wanna see if you're dealing with this large uh, cryptocurrency like this. Now, the reason I'm so interested and in, I wanted to talk about Lisk today is that if you subscribe to my channel, you'll know that about six months ago, I covered the rebranding of AntShares to NEO. And what was interesting with the rebranding of AntShares to NEO, as you can see right here, that as soon as they did the rebranding, the price went from eight or nine dollars uh, all the way up to forty dollars. So there was a 300% boost um, just when AntShares rebranded to Neo. Now, I really didn't like uh, AntShares, and I thought the name was stupid. Uh, the branding was really cheesy, and um, for that reason, I didn't get involved with Neo, and I really regret that now. Uh, I'm, you know, had I gotten past some of the cheesy marketing and, and maybe the name that I didn't like, 
you know, there was a really good investment opportunity here. <clears throat> and so I think that Lisk is in a very similar situation because we have this rebranding that's happening on the 20th of February. Uh, and, you know, honestly, uh, the reason that I haven't covered Lisk in the past is that their marketing is really, really cheesy. The logo looks like something I'd expect to see playing StarCraft, not... Uh, and just to back up that terrible marketing, I just want to show you something that's actually f published by the Lisk. Uh, this is actually the official Lisk channel. Decentralized apps, or simply dApps, are super hot right now. Enormous sums of money. Decentralized apps are super hot right now. That is right from Lisk's official channel. Uh, published February 27th, 2016. So that's not the only example. There's a few reasons that people are so excited about Lisk. And the one that I hear the most frequently is the use of side chains. And if you are involved with Ethereum and you're not just speculating, but you're actually using Ethereum, you'll know that back in uh, the end of November, early December, uh, some, if some developers actually released a game and the game was called CryptoKitties and it allowed you to pretty much uh, use trading cards. It was like you could have a trading card, you could breed the two crypto kitties together and make more crypto kitties. Uh, and some of them are actually worth a lot of money. I'm not sure exactly how much, but I think you know some of them went into the thousands of dollars. And what happened was the Ethereum network just wasn't ready for this. So here we have this, uh, this payment, payment smart contract platform. And up until crypto kitties, the main uh, the largest user of the Ethereum network was ETH Delta. And if you're familiar, ETH Delta is a decentralized exchange platform. And I guess that's really what um, a lot of people were anticipating. When you think, oh, what are people going to be developing on these decentralized applications? You're thinking, oh, they're going to develop these exchanges. They're going to develop uh, solutions to these difficult problems that we've been facing you know, in, in other industries. And then some guys come along and they say, well, how about we just do like a Pokemon style game? And, you know, who am I to say, like, you can't do that? You know, the, it, this is all based on a platform. So you should be able, as long as you work within the framework and the rules, you should be able to make whatever you want. The problem was is that the network just wasn't able to scale. And we started to see the transaction times uh, double, triple, quadruple on Ethereum. And that caused a real usability problem. So, for example, on one of my smartphone apps, um, it was never an issue to send Ethereum and adjust the gas price. It had always just gone through on the standard gas price. And the app didn't actually even have a way in my Ethereum app, didn't even have a way to adjust the gas price. So all of a sudden, uh, the network starts to get congested. I start sending Ethereum from my wallet and I can't adjust the gas price to what it should be. And now my transactions are taking 10 or 12 hours. So the reason I say this isn't to bash Ethereum, I still love Ethereum. You'll still see if you look at my cryptocurrency portfolio, it's 24% of it. I'm just saying that there's some very real problems. And I think that Lisk is a good... Uh, bet on the platform place. So for example, I might hold the majority of my crypto in Ethereum because that's probably the platform that I think is going to win, that's second to Cardano. And then after that, I hold a little bit of EOS and then I'd like to just hold a little bit uh, of these other platform plays uh, just to sort of hedge my bets. Because maybe someday in the future, and it's not crazy to think this, uh, one of the larger cryptocurrencies will have a scaling issue. Um, let's just pretend that Lisk's sidechains turn out to be the best solution and they do have some significant advantages. Well, now Lisk would be in a position for exponential growth. And the reason that sidechains are so useful is that they allow for a lot of the flexibility of having a private blockchain, but then they still work back into this main blockchain. So you have the Lisk blockchain, and whenever anybody talks about Lisk, L-I-S-K, they're talking about the application. If you're talking about Lisk, L-S-K, uh, then you're talking about the utility token or the token that you would actually use on the network. And so what happens is you have this 
uh, Lisk application platform and a company, let's just say uh, Ford comes along and they say, we want to make sure we can track all our parts. We want to be very transparent with our customers. We want to basically um, show our entire supply chain to verify that, you know, all of our people are getting paid what they should, you know, all of the work's being done as we say it is. And they don't want to develop their own private blockchain because that's going to take a long time and they're also, you know, want to get this fast to market. Anybody that seems to put blockchain uh, in a press release, their stock price seems to go through the roof. So instead of jumping on Ethereum and learning the Solidity language, what they do is they actually create their own sidechain on the Lisk network. And what's useful with creating a sidechain is that it gives you a lot more freedom because on the sidechain, you have the ability to do your own thing. So you could even issue a subcurrency. Uh, there's been a couple people that have actually told me that you can mine. Um, so if you create your own sidechain, you create your own cryptocurrency, uh, you could then for example, mine your own crypto, and then at some point that still needs to get converted to LISC that goes into the main system, um, and that allows these two ecosystems to exist side by side. It allows Ford to quickly develop their own applications without having to develop their own private blockchain, but it still gives them all the flexibility of setting their own rules, and it gives them the option um, in the future to sort of develop their own cryptos that then can be traded back through the LISC platform. So that's why, uh, that's the main advantage of LISC. The other advantage of LISC is that it has a much lower barrier to entry. So one of the most common complaints about Ethereum right now is that in order to use Ethereum, you have to learn the Solidity language. And the problem is, is that there aren't a lot of Solidity developers. This is all a relatively new frontier. So there's a fairly large barrier to entry. Um, it's not impossible to learn Solidity. When I was personally developing web applications, um, I was using exclusively PHP and uh, SQL databases. So if you can lower the barrier to entry, uh, if you can allow companies and individuals to create their own side chains on their own rules, um, now you have some very unique value propositions. And I'm not really sure if that's going to be enough uh, to take over Ethereum, but it's interesting. You know, they're two very different systems that both, in my opinion, have uh, potential. So now we have all these different platform plays and we have all these unique value propositions. And I'm not really certain enough on any one to say, oh, I'm going to put all of my money here. So as I've been researching the different platform plays, for example, EOS, Cardano, uh, we've got NEO, Ethereum. Uh, I'm, I'm really watching them closely because I think as we look at how much uh, dominance they have in the market, that's also going to be a good indicator for how they're going in the how they're going to perform in the future. So if we see NEO on a massive upswing, we see a lot more developers move over to it. We see a lot more developers move over to LISC um, and we start seeing a lot of decentralized applications being built there. Um, I can actually see people migrating fairly quickly. I mean, for the most part, the users are just after the service. They don't really care whether they're on the Ethereum or the LISC network. They just want to know that they can transfer this piece of information. They want to know they can execute the smart contract in this way. So I think for those reasons, uh, I'm still much more bullish on Ethereum than, than I am the other cryptocurrencies, but I'm definitely paying attention to these platform plays. Now, the other thing that makes LISC unique is it uses a delegated proof of stake system. And a delegated proof of stake system is much more efficient than a mining system. So if you'd like to think about delegated proof of stake, and that's the same or a very similar system to what they use on Steemit and BitShares, it represents pretty much how our current governments work. You vote for an elected official, the, elect the elected official goes and represents you, and then they cast a vote um, on their community's behalf. 
And so what happens in LISC is that you have 101 delegates and these delegates are all voted in by the other users and those users are, and then those delegates have a say over the network. And this also incentivizes different developers to get more involved with this system because the more votes you have, the more power you have over the network, the more uh, you're able to shape it. So at the moment you have this 101 delegate system, you have thousands of delegates backed up who would like to be delegates. Um, and now there's a race on to basically build more value into the platform. If you're a developer, the more uh, value you can build, the more people you can have using your apps, the more people uh, and users that you can have voting for you, the better chance you have of becoming one of those delegates, the better chance you have on, uh, of voting on those issues. And the thing that I like about this system, it's a good compromise because now if you had a system where everybody had to vote on everything, the network would just become slow. You know, if you had to have every single user vote all the time, hey, I want to change this color, hey, I want to change this logo, obviously that's not going to be efficient. By having a delegated proof of stake system, you still have a, a democracy in a lot of ways, but you also have an efficient democracy because now you only need these 101 delegates to vote and now they can make decisions on the network um, if they make poor decisions, they'll get voted out, they'll lose that power. So in that way, it, it very much represents our current form of government, um, as opposed to Ethereum, which relies on miners uh, with GPUs, and they're basically just constantly um, trying to solve more and more complex problems in order to gain the reward. So for me, platform plays are going to be a big part of 2018. I'm just going to be moving small amounts of money um, into the different platforms. I'll keep a close eye on them. I'll watch how many users are using them. I think that uh, that's definitely one of the cryptocurrencies uh, that's very important to pick up a trend. If you start seeing a lot of growth in this platform, if you start seeing a lot of press in this platform, if it starts to take uh, market share away from Ethereum, that's definitely when I would become more bullish on this crypto. So guys, I hope you found this video useful. If you saw any mistakes I made, please comment below. Until next time, I'll see you later. Oh,